You're listening to the Hey, It's Katie Q podcast. This podcast is creating a real and hopeful community supporting imperfect journeys to parenthood. And I'm your host, Katie. It's my goal to remind you that there is no one path to becoming a parent. This podcast will provide a space to walk alongside you in your grief after pregnancy or infant loss, or through any struggles you might be facing on your journey to parenthood. I'm here to provide you with the tools to find joy again and to hold space for you at any step alongside your journey. I'm so grateful you're here and look forward to connecting with you. Today I'm going to begin a three-part series documenting the story of my husband Adam and myself becoming parents to our first baby, Sylvia Catherine Quaid, born sleeping at 18 weeks one day. Throughout my time during pregnancy, I documented our journey through my blog. I want to share this series of blog posts with you so you can get to know us and more about what we went through. Some of these blog posts are really raw and real. I wrote them in real time when we were in the hospital and we were going through really terrible things. So this is a little bit of a trigger warning to anyone who might be experiencing pregnancy or infant loss at this time. It might be a little hard to listen to. After I share our story, I will begin interviewing other moms, dads, nurses, therapists, and friends and family members of the pregnancy and infant loss community and any parents who have traveled less traditional roads to parenthood. This is a safe and hopeful community where I'm holding space for all journeys to parenthood that have been less traveled. This blog post was written on April 22nd, 2020. Today, I'm writing to you from the inside of a hospital room. I'm currently 15 weeks, six days pregnant. This isn't exactly how I imagined announcing our pregnancy to the world, but then again, I never could have begun to imagine the journey we've been on. I never could have imagined the joy, the challenges, the heartache, and the gut-wrenching pain. I thought I was prepared for the journey of motherhood. I laughably still thought I could have some type of control over my life. Well, that all went out the door the first time I woke up in the middle of the night with blood in the toilet when I went to the bathroom. I knew I was pregnant the minute I was pregnant. The morning when it was time to take a pregnancy test, I went into the bathroom at 5.30 a.m. and peed on a stick. Within less than two minutes, I got the joyful response of, pregnant. I ran into the bedroom of our studio apartment and tapped on my husband's shoulder and said, honey, wake up, wake up. We're going to have a baby. He rolled over groggy from sleep. And from there, we got to have the first celebration of our baby. We went through the weeks excitedly telling our families and close friends, despite the fact that it was probably way too early to be telling anybody. But something I've learned so far is that nobody makes the rules for this stuff. There's no guidebook that fits your specific journey. In mid-February, I was about seven weeks pregnant and was in the midst of my all-day nausea, which I'm not complaining about because that just means baby's growing, but something else I wasn't prepared for. I'd heard of morning sickness, but I wasn't prepared prepared for being nauseous 24-7 and only wanting to eat bagels, mac and cheese, and oranges. Anyway, in mid-February, I was headed to Colorado to visit some family. The second night there, we were at our little Airbnb And at about 11 p.m., I woke up to go to the bathroom and saw the blood. I immediately panicked and was sure I had miscarried our baby. 
Adam was in Chicago for work, and I tried calling him probably 30 times, but his phone was on silent. I called the nurse's line, and they proceeded to tell me some facts and signs that I should look out for and when to be concerned. I cried all night, not sleeping a wink, sure that our future was going to look different than we had been expecting. The next morning, my sister-in-law called me and shared with me that she had had some bleeding during one of her pregnancies. This was my first glimmer of hope that things were going to be okay. Maybe what I was experiencing was some type of normal. That was on Saturday, and on Monday morning, back in Minnesota, Adam and I headed to our OBGYN for the first ultrasound. That Monday was the first time when we saw our baby that we made, our baby with a heartbeat. As I sat sobbing on the table, I was in disbelief and awe that this tiny little human was growing inside of me. Some more time went on, and a few normal pregnancy things happened, my all-day sickness continued, I could never make it through the day without a nap. The bleeding subsided after that for a week or two until it started up again. In March, the reality of COVID-19 started setting in, and our first stay-at-home order was mandated. Immediately, my husband and I headed up to his family cabin to stay in place, work from there, and be around as few people as possible. We knew we were going to have to drive back to Minneapolis for my 12-week appointment, but a few days before that, I went to the bathroom and saw a pool of blood, this time with some large clots. I immediately imagined the worst, and as I sat sobbing on the couch, we dropped everything, quickly packed up our things, hopped in the car, and drove the two and a half hours to the hospital. At this point, visitors were not allowed into the OBGYN offices. So I tearfully and fearfully left my husband sitting in the chairs outside of the doctor's office while I walked inside to learn our fate. I was in disbelief when the ultrasound tech scanned my belly and I saw a perfect little baby on the screen right in front of my eyes with a strong heartbeat. A second time, I sat sobbing in disbelief at our little miracle. Fast forward a few more weeks, getting used to the fact that every time I went to the bathroom, I should be prepared prepared to see the blood. This was just a new normal that I needed to get used to. I had my 16-week appointment coming up, finally, an appointment I wasn't nervous about. This particular day, my doctor wanted us to have another ultrasound. It was a blur of events where I was in the doctor's office and then in the ultrasound room and then looking at a large pool of blood on the ultrasound screen. After I got home that day, the doctor called telling me that the larger concern was that the baby didn't have much amniotic fluid protecting her, which would make it impossible for the baby to survive. We were going to wait another week, drink lots of fluids, and do a scan a week later. Waiting and patience have all new meanings when it comes to this journey. Sitting and waiting, wondering if you're doing enough and if your body is creating a viable home for this tiny human. It's defeating to wonder daily, hourly, every minute, to see blood every single time you go to the bathroom, to not know what's going to be okay and what's going to be the fate of your future. It's really damn hard to keep a positive outlook some days and to try to turn to my faith. Sometimes faith is the hardest to rely on when it comes to the hard stuff. On Monday, I woke up and started passing very large blood clots. Throughout the day, it was seemingly worse. I went to bed and woke up around 11.15 p.m. to a sight that was terrifying. It was scary for me, not knowing if my own health was at risk. It was scary for our baby, 
again, so certain that she wouldn't have the life we planned to give her. After talking to the on-call doctor, we rushed to the hospital, in which I was admitted to the labor and delivery floor. The doctor did an ultrasound and told us they saw no amniotic fluid and that we needed to prepare ourselves for a stillbirth. Hysterically sobbing in the triage room, I thought about all of the other moms that were on this very same floor delivering perfectly healthy full-term babies as I sat there thinking about delivering my 15-week, four-day-old baby that hadn't even had a chance. After being brought into another room around 2.30 a.m., our nurse came into our room to prepare us for what would happen when delivering a 15-week-old baby that wasn't living, what it might look like, what might happen to me, and how quickly it could happen. We were encouraged to try to get some sleep, an unlikely event. Finally falling asleep around 5 a.m., we opened our eyes at 8 a.m., and I realized I hadn't experienced the cramping they warmed warned me about when your body is preparing for delivery. We were visited that morning by the chaplain who said a prayer for our baby that we would likely have to say goodbye to before we even met. At this point, my bleeding had started to subside and we prepared for our ultrasound with maternal fetal medicine. Already having prepared for the worst, the sonographer proceeded to go through our baby's measurements, telling us that things looked normal that there was some amniotic fluid, a little lower than they'd like, but still an acceptable amount. They told us that our baby's organs and development looked good, and we sat there in awe of this astounding miracle when minutes before we were so certain that the outcome was going to be so different. The maternal fetal medicine physician told us that we could feel cautiously optimistic, which was the most appropriate term I could ever think of for this chapter in time that as long as my hemoglobin levels went up and there was some fluid around the baby, there was reason for hope. She asked us if this is what we wanted because sometimes at this point, people make the decision to terminate their pregnancies because of the difficult journey they've been on. So here I sit in my hospital bed in my pink, not so flattering hospital gown and my not so Victoria's Secret hospital undergarments reflecting on our journey reflecting on the doubt, the worry, the lack of faith, on the gratitude, the hopefulness, and the determination of this tiny human the size of a pear growing inside of me. I'm so in awe of my body and of the spicy, determined baby. This journey to motherhood is not what I expected. I have cried more tears in the past four months than I've cried in the past four years. So many people have stories filled with their own pain, with trouble conceiving, with multiple miscarriages, with preterm deliveries, with diagnosis of genetic issues, and babies that live in the NICU for weeks on end. There are so many stories and so many journeys, and this one is ours. It is one that day in and day out, I'm going to tell myself to trust in God and his plan for us to say my prayers, and to see the miracles around me and within me. There is no doubt there will be days that I will continue to doubt, days when I will continue to expect the worst. There are likely harder days ahead of us, but today, today is better than yesterday. Today I'm sitting in the hospital at 15 weeks and six days pregnant. Today is two more days than I expected to be sitting with a tiny human growing inside of me.
Thanks for tuning in, everyone, for today's episode. That concludes the first blog post and the first part of our journey. Um, We hope that you will tune in again next week. And if you are a parent who is experiencing a less traditional journey to parenthood, please visit our website, heyitskatieq.com. That's H-E-Y-I-T-S-K-A-T-I-E-Q.com. And contact us. We would love to connect with you and hear your story. Until next time.